Unexpected Treasures, Lessons from Lockdown, by Vangeya Mohone. My own papa, nainen kakupapa, Bemba Maxim. Growing up, I often heard my mother recite the above Bemba saying, which loosely translated means, Mother, carry me now, and when I grow up, I will carry you. This was often my mother's response to our gushing thanks for all she did for us. She would say it with a glint in her eye and a mischievous grin playing on her lips, as though there was something obvious we were missing. Okupapa describes the way in which African mothers often carry their babies on their backs, swathed in colourful material. The phrase beautifully describes the perfect parent-child relationship. Initially, The parent does the carrying. They are responsible for everything concerning their child, from food to imparting wisdom and everything in between. However, when the child has grown up and the mother's strength is fading, the relationship ceases to be a one-way transaction and it's the child's turn to carry the parent. I have to say, my mother was absolutely brilliant at the first part, She created the most loving and warm home. From an early age and well into young adulthood, if I'd had a disastrous day or was faced with a difficult decision, all I could think was, I just need to get home. Experience had taught me that once I'd spoken to my mother, I would feel immediately better just by sharing my burden. Even before steps were taken to rectify the problem, I'd be calmer and surer of myself. After all, I'd spoken to her, my very own superhero, and she would guide and carry me through to safety. As I approached her adulthood, however, and the sands of responsibility began to shift, I began to understand my mother's mischievous grin. This wonderful notion built on appreciation and reciprocity we had been raised with was much trickier to pull off. I had assumed the transfer of responsibility and expectation would be seamlessly followed by freedom and autonomy. After all, if I was now an adult with expectations placed upon me to take care of my parents, surely I could make choices for my life without the same level of involvement, opinion or censure that had been previously present. In reality, it's been a messy process like relay runners attempting and failing to execute the smooth and very crucial handover of the baton, we have been caught in that well-documented struggle, the infamous transition from parent-child to parent and adult-child. Looking back, I could clearly see that the struggle has always been more evident during long periods of time spent together. These give rise to disagreements and exchanges that have left me feeling like that toddler ready to walk but being forcibly carried by its mother. Therefore, as the country prepared to batten down the hatches amongst discussions about inadequate PPE and shielding, I was fighting to keep my head above the personal tsunami of panic that threatened to pull me under. I was not sure that isolating with my mother was a good idea. In fact, the more I thought about it, the more it felt as though there was an ever-growing rain cloud looming over me, dark, ominous and threatening to erupt at any moment. I was convinced that this time together could do nothing but cause friction and damage. 
We would simply reprise the roles of mother and child that I remembered, with my mother setting expectations and the perimeters for the way life would be done. The end result, me getting angrier and more frustrated at being forced back into shoes that no longer fitted me. It seemed the stage was set for a tragedy littered with explosive exchanges, ultimately leading to a schism that would be so far-reaching it would render our relationship just another casualty of this terrible moment in human history. On the Friday before lockdown, I remember sitting in the car having returned from the debacle that was now the weekly shop. I had been thinking about how best to approach the coming weeks and had begun to develop a slightly more objective view. I knew I had to somehow banish the dark cloud. Lockdown was here to stay and I could either kick and scream all the way through or I could try and see it as an opportunity. For what, I had no idea, but it sounded vaguely possible. After all, I am a person who sees the good in situations and people. I just needed to be intentional in my behaviour. From that point on, I set myself a daily challenge to walk, do something creative or useful or tackle a job I had been putting off. I also started a gratitude journal, documenting even the most seemingly trivial bits of happiness. Two weeks into lockdown, I was struck by a thought that almost felt like an epiphany. Firstly, I realised that the cloud had for the most part gone, slowly and quietly retreating. I had been intentional about taking each day as it came. I had become so focused on being grateful for each day of sun, each walk, each bit of family history my mother casually shared with me, that I had not immediately noticed the change. The banished cloud had left space for me to actually enjoy this time and had led me to seeing each of these moments as unexpected treasures to store up. Most astonishingly of all, it turns out the panic and fear in relation to isolating with my mother were, as fears often are, unfounded. Whilst there has been some friction, the subsequent loss I feared never materialised. Instead, I have gained more memories filled with laughter, joy and gratitude. These precious unexpected treasures are ones I will carry with me for the rest of my life. On an almost daily basis, I find myself wishing I could take mental videos to watch back later when age has made my eyes cloudy and my memories fuzzy. I hope that long after I've said my final goodbye to the one who carried me first and we are permanently parted, I'll be able to bring to mind all the little bits of joy from this time. Our long walks through the beautiful countryside, our times of laughter, our late night conversations and times of prayer. Above all, I hope I will always be able to clearly remember the look that spreads over her face when she speaks of us, her children, no longer her babies to carry, but always carried in her heart. Without this time together, I'm not sure I would have ever fully understood the depth of love, struggle, joy and worry that she carries, or how her very well-being is intrinsically linked to our successes, failures, joy and pain. Of course, I have always suspected this, but with hindsight, I can see that I knew this, the way I know the North Pole is cold. On a logical level, 
as opposed to through impactful experience. By watching my mother in this season, I have been fundamentally changed and I will be forever grateful. This time has allowed me to peek behind the curtain and to get to know the woman that happens to be my mother in a new and infinitely deeper way, in a way that has only served to enrich our relationship. I feel like we can both walk out of lockdown armed with a new appreciation of who the other woman is, with an insight into those elements that are uniquely her, those parts of her that are her core, her essence, and the parts of her that only a lucky few ever have the privilege to experience.